the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Orlando, News Talk Station of the Year, with this SRN News update, starting now. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. Now that Title 42, the measure that kept immigrants from the U.S. because of COVID-19 health concerns has expired, what now? Assistant Homeland Security Secretary Blas Nunez Nieto says a Florida judge issued what he called a harmful ruling last night, temporarily stopping government plans to release people into the U.S. We will comply with the court order and we are also assessing our next steps. But taking a step back, the lawsuits we are facing, frankly, from both sides of the aisle, really clearly demonstrate just how fundamentally broken our immigration system is. Town Hall senior writer Julio Rosas reports the immigrants he's talked to haven't been impressed with the recommendation of applying for asylum online. A lot of the Venezuelans that I was talking to in El Paso and downtown last week, uh, they, they had been trying to use the CBP one up, but they said it didn't work and they didn't want to wait in Mexico any longer, and that's why they crossed. Researchers found that among nationalities of migrants to the U.S. were Cubans, Venezuelans, Nicaraguans, Colombians, Hondurans, Haitians, and Russians. More severe weather expected to affect the southern plains and parts of the south this evening. Bill Bunding, chief of forecast operations at the National Weather Service Storm Prediction Center, says this is the peak time of year for tornadoes to form. May is typically the most active month for tornadoes across the U.S. Uh, the jet stream is marching northward as the seasons change. Uh, moist and warm air from the Gulf of Mexico was also flowing northward, and so those conditions overlap each other most frequently. Homes and businesses were damaged by tornadoes in the Oklahoma towns of Noble, Newcastle, Tuttle, and Cole. On Wall Street, a down day as the Dow dropped eight points, the NASDAQ lower by 43, with the S&P 500 declining by six points. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. Friends, it's great to be with you on a wonderful weekend as we begin a wonderful weekend throughout Central Florida. In fact, it's a special weekend, Mother's Day weekend, and we're glad that you're choosing to spend part of it with us on Blue Darter Sports Central. Of course, Blue Darter Sports Central is the program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka Blue Darter players, coaches, and alumni. It's all sponsored by Community Health Centers of Central Florida, Florida Door Solutions, and Dr. Patrick St. Germain, Saint, and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando. We've got a great show for you tonight with a variety of outstanding Apopka Blue Darter coaches, ball players, and alumni. First of all, we're pleased to be joined here for our first segment by Christopher Hart, founder 
of the American Adversaries. Chris, thanks for sticking around to join us for a hey, few minutes. Thank you, Roger. I appreciate the opportunity. We've got a couple of great ball players here I want to uh, yeah. introduce to you and in, in our audience. And um, before we do, I'll tell you about our other guests later in our show. We look forward to hearing from Melvin Jones. Melvin Jones uh, is, a, is an historic figure in Blue Darter football history. He's a former Blue Darter quarterback. He was the starting quarterback for our first district championship team in uh, Chip Gerke's 1978 Blue Darter football team. Oh, yeah. He most recently has been um, elected to be in the Central Florida Football Officials Hall of Fame. He's had a long career as a football official, and he was Apopka's first African-American starting quarterback. So we have a historical figure joining us a little bit later, Melvin Jones. And then later in our show, about 7.30, we look forward to being joined by Athletic Director Aaron Crawford. All right. But right now, we're very pleased to be joined by a couple of members of the Apopka Blue Garter baseball team. And right now, we're joining me is T.J. Bursky, starting catcher. T.J., great to see you again. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. And you brought another one of your buddies with yeah, you? Yeah, I did bring Brandon Sowers with me. He's a junior. He's been playing third base for us. Uh, he's a very social person, so I figured he'd be perfect. <laughs> That's great. A good, a good ball player and, and, and a good good hitter, too. He, Indeed. And, uh, Brandon, great to have you joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Just pull up to the mic. There you go. And, and, and Chris, feel free to ask these guys any questions or making comments um, as well. Um, but first of all, you know, you guys uh, finished, uh, if I'm not mistaken, finished the season with a 16-10 and 10 record. That yes, is true. You, you is made true. it all the way to the Metro Conference West Championship game. Yes. Lost a tough, close game uh, to uh, an outstanding Windermere team. Mm-hmm. Made it all the way to the district championship game. Lost a heartbreaker in the last. Both of those games were actually in the, made it to the last inning, last out uh, against uh, Lake Brantley, and they need no introduction as a as an elite program. So, from my perspective as a former Blue Darter a player, as an alumni, I think you guys had an excellent season. But um, we'll go for TJ, how would you assess the season? I think it was a good season. Um, I think we had some goals that we may have needed, but um, I can't say we didn't give it our all. So I would I would say it was a successful season. You know, 16-10 and 10 is not a horrible record, and we made it to the district championship, you know, and we, and we gave it a fight. We beat West Orange, who's our big rival, and Lake Brantley, too, we gave him another big fight. So, you know, I think I think it was a good season, and I, I think we, we played well. So, Brandon, can you talk about your yeah, assessment of the season? I believe we, we had a very good season off of how it started. It started off really rough with some problems going on, not going our way, just just it wasn't going the, going the best. And then we just came along throughout the year, and we started we started coming together, being a team, doing good, beating big teams that have been our rival forever, like uh, West Orange. I was a big rival. Beat them three times. That's but, huge. It's it's hard to beat anybody three times in a season, and especially hard to beat a, a good team three times in a season. Yes, sir. And I'd like to stick with that and go back to that game because, you know, one of the things, uh, literally as a player and as a coach, I've kind of always lamented over the years is, especially in tournament ball, um, which often is single elimination, one and done. Um, you know, during during that journey. You'll, you can have a huge win, in some cases a huge upset win. Yours wasn't an upset win, but you can have a huge win. But the, the total focus is, okay, we now got another game two days from now. And then right. we got another one. Then we got another one. And, and, and outstanding games get lost uh, you know, along the way um, in, in that mentality, which is, of course, the tournament mentality. But um, you had a great semi, district semifinal game versus West Orange. Uh, Philip DeVita pitched a beautiful game. Um, 
TJ was the catcher. I uh, believe what was that a, a, a two to one game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was two to one. Um, let's, let's let's talk about that game. I was there, and it was yeah, just a, a, so, a beautiful victory. So definitely, something to highlight was uh, Philip DeBeat on the mound. He threw seven innings, one earned run, and he didn't he didn't strike out a lot of guys. I think he only struck out three, but he walked zero guys. Which you know, if, if you do that in high school baseball, you're going to win some games, man. And and that's what he's done all season. He's thrown his fastball, his changeup, and his curveball for a strike. And he's located it where we want it, and and that's probably attributed to his .78 ERA, which is you know that that's that's an incredible achievement. He he was our best pitcher on the mound, and it, it wasn't because he had the most overpowering stuff or anything. It was because he would throw each pitch for a strike and locate the ball well, and and that's what he did. So and and one thing about Philip too is he he's someone that rises to the occasion, man. Like he doesn't let he doesn't get too riled up or let the nerves get to him. So he's the perfect guy to have on the mound for West Orange, and, and he just went out there and he pitched like a dog. He just went out there and got him. So. You know that that definitely uh, played a big role, and, and you know offensively we we uh, we just we fought hard, we kept the pressure on them, and you know we we only got two runs, but um, I mean if you were watching the game, it, it probably felt like we beat them by a lot more than we did, in my opinion, because we we just constantly had dudes on base, we're constantly you know making the defense make plays, so you know I, I would say it was a really well played game. No, I agree, beautiful played game. Brandon, can you talk about the West Orange? Victory? Yeah, West Orange, that was a that was a big game, especially especially playing at Brantley. It was. Just a big environment. Phil, absolute dog on the mound. We got a dog behind the plate, not letting <laughs> any balls get by. We had a we had a kicker infield, outfield was making all the plays. Uh, I believe Jackson Meyer actually made a really really nice play Double in center field. Throw. Yep, and threw it right to his brother at shortstop. It was a relay, and threw the guy out at home. That would have been the tying run, and that was just an amazing amazing play. Uh, just going back to what TJ said, Phil did an amazing job on the mound. I feel like it's the moment's never too big for him. He can he's he's always ready to clutch up and do his stuff. Thanks for sharing great insights. And Chris Hart, do you have a question or a comment for the guys? Well, just one. You know, the, the rivalry great games are the best. Oh yeah, because yeah. you can have oh, an okay yeah. season, but mm-hmm. if you win those rivalry games, that can make or break your season, and you got something to brag about all year long for sure. Well, to TJ because I I played catcher. Okay. And um, uh, first of all, uh, what is the hardest pitch for you to catch? Because for me, it was that curveball. Because it, a, a good curveball pitcher can right. really break that thing off. Yeah, a, a good curveball is hard. I try, like, you know, just getting your thumb up under it, not losing the strike for the guy. But, I mean, some of these guys are throwing ridiculous changeups, man. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like pulling the string on me. Like, I'm having to go out and reach for it. I'm like, wow. Right. So I would say I probably have a toughest time with a change especially when that gets in on you like towards my left knee where I can't like I gotta kind of turn my glove over right yeah but you get that glove in an awkward yeah, position it gets yeah. an awkward position but um yeah I mean cur- curveballs are kind of tough too I mean we we had one Anthony DeVita he threw just a hammer 12-6 curveball I mean I mean the ball would go up in the air and I'm like I gotta trust that it's gonna break I gotta trust it's yeah. break. I just watch it break all the way into my gloves so. I know yeah because your tendency is yeah. to go where yeah, you, you see it yeah you wanna go to it but you just gotta well, I, had a, I had a coach tell me once he's like when it comes to catching curveballs follow it with your eyes not your glove because if you follow with your glove you're just gonna miss it but, yeah, exactly. but if you follow it with your eyes you know you'll just watch yeah, it right and, in and I liked playing catcher because you're in on every play. Right. Catcher's the quarterback of, of the baseball. Pretty much, team. and and exactly that. And you got to be able to work with your pitchers. You know, settle them down if they need a little settling down, that sort of thing. So, uh, but you guys do a great job. I listen to the games they called on the radio there, and and the main thing is just don't give up. 
Oh yeah, right. Yeah. You just got to have that can-do attitude. That that, that was one look thing. Bad now, but it'll turn. That was one thing that this team started to do better, as Brandon said. Like kind of at the start of the season, we weren't really united or together too much. We were still kind of trying to find that way to click as a team, you know, and get that chemistry going. And then, you know, I would say once we went into the spring break tournament, it, it just kind of all fell into place. You know, we figured out what was going wrong and we took care of it. Yeah. And then we moved on, and, and that's kind of where the mentality got, where we're not giving up. I mean, even in the district championship, we we may have lost to Lake Brantley. We did lose to Lake Brantley, but but we never gave up. We gave them a fight the whole game. Like It, it was it was one of the best games I've ever played in my life. It was a very close game throughout, and, and if you were watching, you, you, got, you, were, you were entertained. It was a great game. So that was one thing we did. It, we did a great job at the end of the season, for sure, was not just not giving up. No, and that, I'm glad you see it that way. That's that's the way I see it. Like I say, as as, as an alumni, is just um, you, you battled. Um, in the, you made it to the district championship game, which right. first of all, that's a that's a big Quite achievement, an accomplishment, sure. And then the game went literally down to to the last pitch. Yeah. The game went down to the bottom of the seventh inning, and you know, and you know, and, and somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose, um, and and it always hurts really badly in a tournament ball because as I talked about with Coach Brewer last yep. week, um, the only team that's going to end the season on an up, up note as a winner is the team that wins the, wins the state the, championship. Right. So every other team that doesn't yeah. win the state championship is, is going to end uh, with, with, with a loss and, and a disappointing Heartbreaking loss, well, well, and um, and that's kind of what that one was. But it it shouldn't take away from from e- the season. It shouldn't take away from that was a, a you guys played a, played a great game that that night that day. Yeah, it sounds like you got coached up pretty good too. Because once again, what, what did Joe, what Yogi Berra say? Uh, baseball is what nine tenths of of mental, and and the other half yeah. is physical. Right, that's one hundred percent correct. <laughs> right, so baseball is totally mental. Yeah, yeah. half of yeah. baseball 100%. is ninety percent mental. <laughs> yeah, something like yeah. that. But but it is it's more I mean, like 99 percent. Actually, right, absolutely. So the mindset's very important. That once again, that's where a catcher comes in, right. and, and the infielders can help out too. You know, with yeah. settling down a pitcher. And let's follow up with Brandon. And you played third base, and, and that's a tough position. Yes, you know, in fact, Hot there corner. are, yeah. um, you know, you, uh, you there's an old saying in baseball: if you can shake a tree, a, a bunch of shortstops and second basemen will fall out. Not a whole lot of third basemen. You know, there, there are very few yeah. third basemen, at, uh, good third basemen at all levels. That's because it's a tough position to play. Can you talk about how you came to play third and and, yeah. and, and, and your, I guess, philosophy, if you will, of, yeah. of playing third base? I mean, I've always been a third baseman ever since I was a little kid, and then. And it started freshman year. I went to shortstop just to do it, and then I ended up starting there. And then we had a lot of we had a lot of third basemen on the team, and I didn't see myself playing there at, as a junior because I just didn't. But I got moved to second, and then I was just like, "Hey, coach, I can play third. And he he gave me a shot one one time in practice, and I just started to shine out there. And he saw that's where I truly was best at. So he started making adjustments there. And I ended up playing third for the rest of the season. And it's a hard position. I like it because it's there's no thinking. The ball's hit you. You got to react. Yeah. You yeah. you don't have time to think and make mental mistakes. You you see ball, you they hit it hard. Third base is a hot corner. You just got to be ready to make a play, get it out somewhere. So... Yeah, that was that was third for me. 
that's a great assessment of, you of playing a third base. Strong arm too. Yeah, you got tough, tough yeah. throws, difficult throws. I've always, third. I've always loved the long throw because I've always had a good arm and just letting it go every once in a while was pretty, pretty fun. You got another Brooks Robinson here, I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's great, to have Chris, <laughs> reminiscing about baseball with us. We love it. Well, friends, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue to be joined by T.J. Burski and Brandy Sowers on Blue Darter Sports Central. Sponsored by Florida Door Solutions. Please stay with us. Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams is brought to you by Community Health Centers, Florida Door Solutions, Topaz Clinical Research, and Burn Fat Orlando, Dr. Patrick St. Germain. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up on Blue Darter Sports Central. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. I just learned Discover Cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything you earned doubled. Seriously, though, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Does your garage door sag? Does your opener not open anymore? Has your garage spring sprung? Then you've got garage door-itis. What do you do? Three words. Florida Door Solutions. They have the solutions for any garage door problem. They're Central Florida's headquarters for professional products, service, and installation. From commercial and residential doors to gate operators, they have the reputation for doing the job right the first time on time. They carry the best name brands like Clopay, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. And they give back to the community through our local schools. Can the garage door companies you've used in the past say that? So if your garage door is suffering from garage dooritis, then you need to call Florida Door Solutions. 407-884-5955. That's 407-884-5955. Or take a tour right now online at FLADoor.com. Florida Door Solutions. Call them today. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we can come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Needs. Google Salem Surround Orlando and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround Orlando today. Google Salem Surround Orlando today. The answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. 
friends, we're glad you're joining us as we ease into another wonderful weekend throughout Central Florida. And this one is a special one, Mother's Day weekend. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central, the program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka Blue Darter ball players, coaches, and alumni. Right now we're speaking with two baseball players, catcher, senior catcher T.J. Bursky, junior third baseman Brandon Sowers. A little bit later we look forward to catching up with athletic director Aaron Crawford, and then later in our show, uh, a, a truly outstanding player from back in the day with Blue Water football, former quarterback Melvin Jones. Melvin was recently elected to the Central Florida Football Officials Hall of Fame. Um, let's go back to TJ and, and Brandon. And, you know, I, uh, TJ, I, I talked to, we talked about Brandon about playing third base, how he came to, to play third base, uh, his, his, you know, the way his approach to playing the position. Um, obviously, catcher, as we already talked about a little bit, is a very important position in baseball. How did you come to 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 play the to be a catcher and choose that to be your position? So I've always had the. I used to live in Kansas City, and I played. That's where I started playing baseball, and I played up to about ten years there. And I always had the gear, and I'd catch, but I would mainly pitch. And then when I came down to Florida, I still pitched a lot. But then once we got to the big field, coaches were like. We think you should catch. We think that's where you, you're 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 gonna maximize your potential. So, I started catching, and I got um, some catching lessons from a guy named Tim Mailer, who runs Mailer Baseball out of uh, Lake Mary Sanford. Uh, but he used to play for the Blue Jays, so you know he knew a lot about catching, and he got he like drilled in the roots for me. And then I moved on to um, Coach Evan Rivera, who who's I would consider like my mentor, and and he helped me like you know figure out all the fine details about catching and just really perfect the craft. So that's kind of how that came about. But I mean, I've caught all throughout high school. That's always been my job. I I can play outfield, um, you know, because I'm I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a slow catcher. I, I can move a little bit and. I mean, I always want to pitch, but it never happens. So. Well, I was going to ask you about that, and this is one of those questions. So it's always a little scary to ask a question you haven't really covered off yeah. the air. But I am curious, and um, you know, I, I was uh, very fortunate, very honored to uh, be asked to uh, you know do you guys you know, read the intros uh, for you guys on senior night. And uh, as I was reading yours, I noticed that uh, I, th- I think you were anticipating pitching some. Yeah, that, okay. On senior well, night. Is that you correct? know, I will tell I will tell the story. Um, Coach Hall promised me that I would have one inning in the fall because I was saying how last year he gave some seniors that don't pitch some innings. And, and I mean, I pitched a little bit over the summer. Like, I, I can throw strikes, you know, and get it done. And he promised me he'd give me an inning in the fall. And I got to the point where I was warming up in the bullpen, but the game ended. So that I didn't get my chance there. And then spring rolls around. I'm like, Coach Hall, you, you still promised me an inning, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Unfortunately, I never got the inning. I thought I was going to get it on senior night, but um, they didn't want to send me out there and me like blow out my arm, which which is understandable because I would have gone out there and thrown 110% for sure. So I get it, but it, well, yeah. Hey, another goal to, to look forward to at, at the college level. Right, 100%. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe pitching's in the cards. Who knows? We'll see. And, and Brandon, can you uh, – you guys had a really um, – a you know, great ending to the season, if if I'm not mistaken, I could have it, but be a you know have the numbers a little bit off here, but I think you won like um, eight of your last uh, you know ten games, if I'm not mistaken, and of course made it to the Metro West yeah. Championship game, made it to the District Championship game. Uh, can you talk about you know getting things uh, you know turn that hot streak streak yeah, at the end of the season? Um, like we said earlier, we started off the season just not not good, and then 
we had a spring break tournament at TFA, and we we lost the first one against Trinity Catholic. And I think when we realized we should have won that game, it set something off in everyone. That was like, all right, guys, maybe maybe we're we're a lot better than we are because we it was a good team. And then we all just started we we all just started playing as a team, performing, doing really good, and it just started rolling with us. And we we have these what really got us to. It's crazy. What really got us to want to do really good was we had a we had a bet with our coach is if we won ten games he would let us wear the cream uniforms and we haven't worn them just because they don't like the way they look. I don't blame them. They're not the nicest, but it's cool. We we've always wanted to wear them. So if we won ten games he'd let us wear the creams. Well, we got to our eighth game and we we lost against Windermere in the Metro West Championship. Uh, that was that was a big big bummer, but it's okay because we we all played good. Um, we got we got into a lot of big moments where good hits at the wrong time. Like we had a lot of ground balls up the middle, but with a runner on first, they would end up turning a double play on. It sucked, so it ruined the momentum. But that's that was a big reason why I believe we won the eight games in a row. Was just for the cream uniforms. <laughs> you may not. You, he's probably not wrong. A little psychology. That, that, was, on everybody, that was on everybody's mind. Like, yo, guys, we're two away from the cream, man. Get them. Well, Bobby Brewer's learned a he's learned a thing or two over the years. That's for sure. Um, now, guys, and just um, one thing that I have, have observed. It's been really great for me to go and, and watch you guys and have a chance to broadcast the games. And um, yeah, and one thing I'll say before I ask the, the next question is. You know, as I was observing you guys, it, it was interesting, and it's good, great to hear the story of how you guys kind of figured out that hey, we're we're good. <laughs> you know, we we should be doing better than we are. Yeah. Um, and you, th- those lights went on, and and you guys figured out because as observer, it it was it was frustrating to see because I could see you guys were good. I could see you had the potential to be a, a a very very good team. You did things that that average teams don't do. You you won close games that average teams don't. Don't don't win, um, and you had all the different ingredients: pitching, catching, defense, base running, hustle, all that. But but um, it seemed like certain guys, or or even maybe most of you, or all of you, would get so discouraged. <laughs> but when you lost a game, um, yeah. I'm beginning. To, I was wondering, gee, that's I don't know if these guys have the right the attitude. But anyway, it was great to see you guys figured it out on your own and, and got it turned around on your own. But what I, the, this question is. Um, you know, going to the games, I, I see one thing that really um, you know makes me makes me smile, makes me glad, is I see both of your dads there at the games. You're, both your dads are, are very yeah. supportive of of you guys and of the team. And and can you talk a little bit about? Uh, first of all, we'll start with Brandon. Can you talk about your your father's influence and his uh, influence on on you playing the game of baseball? Yeah, um, I think just ever since I was. Ever since I was a little kid, I have an older brother. He's played. He's he's a big role model to look up to because he's 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 in college and he's doing really good. Um, he just put a he put a t-ball bat in my hand. And we just started playing out in the front yard, and it I didn't I didn't like it, but I didn't dislike it. But I played because my brother played, and I was just like, okay, whatever, I'll play with him. Um, and then it just started to catch on to me once I got into little league, and then especially when I went to travel ball at 10U and I found a team that's like family and we we just kicked it ever since then and I've 
I've loved baseball, and he's a big. He is the the reason that I play, and he's always he's at every game he can. He'll miss out on work to come support me, watch me, even if I don't play, which it doesn't happen a lot because I I always try and find a way down that field just just because I know how hard he's worked for me and they've put too much time and effort into me for me to give up right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep on keeping on and just playing the game i love thank you for sharing and, and tj about about your dad's influence in, yeah in your career my dad's been my biggest supporter since day one along with my mom and my aunt and um yeah he's just he's always been there to give me advice you know because you know I, I get tempered sometimes and, and he's like me so he calms me down you know tells me to get the right and and you know I think the reason that you know I play the way I do is 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 greatly because of him. So um, you know I love him. He's awesome. Um, it was definitely sad after my last game, you know, because my dad after every game he tells me he's proud of me, and you know after that last game I got a little emotional. But that's just because you know it, it just my my dad I, he means a lot to me. I value my relationship with him, and 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 I appreciate him coming out to all my games and you know doing everything for me. There's you know no way I'd be where I'm at right now without him. So. You know, it, it definitely means a lot. It is, it's it's awesome. I feel very blessed. So, yeah, thank you for those insights. You know, yes. and, and and the influence appearance in, in many different ways is is almost impossible to to overemphasize. But uh, for some reason, particularly in baseball, I think that uh, dads getting their kids started playing baseball and, and, and influencing kids to play baseball, it's it, uh, fathers are very important in the yeah. game of baseball. Mm-hmm. Never could thank them enough. Hundred percent. Well, guys, we're down to about our last minute. Uh, anything else you'd like to share before we go um, to the next break? Well, uh, my high school career is over, so you know I, I think I think Brandon coming up his senior year. I think he's definitely a guy to watch. So you know I, I think I brought a guy that hopefully you know you can continue to talk to about great things, um, successful season coming. Hopefully, we'll see. I love it. Bring it, bring yeah. it up to the next generation. Yep. It's gonna be, there he is. It's gonna be an amazing. Bring it up to the next generation of, of guests. On, yep. On there you go. Special. I had to. I got Appreciate you. Appreciate that. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a solid year next year. We're gonna we're gonna be good. It's gonna be hard to replace these boys, but. You know, we're going. We're going to do it. We're not. We might not have the talent like them, but we we got the heart. We we're going to come through. We got we got a good leadership role coming through. I feel like me and some other kids. We're going to be leaders. Even the young. We have a younger kid that's coming through. Really solid. He's he's going to be good in the infield for us next year. So I'm looking forward to playing with him. Even though he's he's really young, but he's he's really good. Looking forward to, to watching you play, covering the games once again. And TJ, it's been great to get to know you. And thanks for coming over today. I and thank it. you for looking out for us and setting us up for next year. Of course. Bringing Brandon along. Yes, sir. Best wishes at Mars Hill. Thank you. Thank and, you very um, much. I'll look forward to following you, you know, of up course. there. Of course. Friends, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, look forward to speaking with Apopka High School Athletic Director, Coach Aaron Crawford. So please stay with us on Blue Daughter Sports Central, sponsored by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions is your solution. It's Blue Daughter Sports Central. Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams is brought to you by Community Health Centers, Florida Door Solutions, Topaz Clinical Research, and Burn Fat Orlando, Dr. Patrick St. Germain. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up on Blue Darter Sports Central. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting a U.S. Marine veteran who used a fatal chokehold on an agitated and violent New York City subway passenger was freed from custody hours after surrendering on a manslaughter charge. 
Daniel Penny appeared in court hours after turning himself in at a police station after prosecutors said they were charging him in the May 1st death of Jordan Neely. The 24-year-old did not enter a plea. Prosecutors said they are seeking a grand jury indictment. A boycott by Republican state senators in Oregon threatens to derail hundreds of bills, including on gun control and abortion. But a deadline looms that could also upend the protesters' political futures. Republican and Democratic leaders in the Oregon legislature met behind closed doors for a second day Thursday to try to bridge the divide as the boycott enters its ninth straight day. More details at srnnews.com. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch. Too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. Does your garage door sag? Does your opener not open anymore? Has your garage spring sprung? Then you've got garage door-itis. What do you do? Three words. Florida Door Solutions. They have the solutions for any garage door problem. They're Central Florida's headquarters for professional products, service, and installation. From commercial and residential doors to gate operators, they have the reputation for doing the job right the first time on time. They carry the best name brands like Clopay, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. And they give back to the community through our local schools. Can the garage door companies you've used in the past say that? So if your garage door is suffering from garage door-itis, then you need to call Florida Door Solutions. 407-884-5955. That's 407-884-5955. Or take a tour right now online at FLADoor.com. Florida Door Solutions. Call them today. How do you want to be remembered? Hello, I'm Alan Treba, owner of American Family Funerals and Cremations, and a servant. There have been many successes in my life. With these successes, there have been many people who have helped me along the way. This is what makes the stories. I love the stories. It is these stories that we want to honor when remembering someone special in our life. Share your stories. You know us. We're family. AmericanFamilyFunerals.com 407-339-0070 I just learned Discover Cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything you've earned doubled. Seriously, though, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. 
answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. Friends, it's great to be with you this evening. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about and bring you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ball players, coaches, and alumni. And hope you enjoyed our first uh, conversations, our conversations earlier with T.J. Bursky and Brandon Sowers, two excellent Blue Rider baseball players. Just a moment, we look forward to being joined by Athletic Director Aaron Crawford. A little bit later, we look forward to being joined by a truly uh, historical figure in a pop Blue Darter sports and football. Melvin Jones will join us. He was the starting quarterback for a Popka's very first district championship team, Chip Gerke's 1978 team. And he most recently is making news again. He's about to be inducted into the Central Florida Football Officials Hall of Fame. We look forward to speaking with Melvin Jones a little bit later in our program. But right now, we're pleased to be joined on the line by Coach Aaron Crawford, Athletic athletic Director at Apopka High School. Hey, Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Roger. And, uh, you know, as we're talking about um, and have been the last couple of weeks, uh, spring sports, school year is winding down, um, and which means spring sports are winding down. And so I just thought, um, you know, I'd like for you to have to share with us about some of the, the teams that you'd like to, for Central Florida um, listeners to know about at Apopka this, this spring. Well, we're, we're all but finishing up now. Uh, we've got two runners on the track team. We've got Noah uh, Muscle White and, uh, and uh, Nyla McFadden. They'll be participating in the state championship track meet next Saturday, the 20th of May. Um, Nyla is uh, committed to run in college, and she's going to be participating in the 200-meter. And then Noah is going to be running in the 800-meter. And We're, uh, we're going to wish them the best of luck as they head up to, uh, to Jacksonville to, to do us proud. And all the other spring sports, as they were winding down, I think, I think they were really something to be proud of. Our, our boys' volleyball team was, was really good. They fell short in the uh, district championship and, and missed out on the regional playoffs by just a couple spots. Same thing with the uh, the baseball team. They, they lost in the district championship. That was a really great game against Lake Brantley last week and uh, ended up not making the regionals. Uh, softball finished up their season last night with a loss to Spruce Creek in the regional quarterfinal. And uh, the girls played with a lot of heart. I mean, leaving the, the bases loaded with with two out um, in, the, in the top half of the seventh inning over at Spruce Creek. So really proud of those girls. Our, uh, our flag football girls had a really great season. Looking forward to another good season next year because they're really young. They ended up uh, losing in the district semifinal, but playing in the, the regional quarterfinal, went down to Ruskin, Florida, uh, and, and lost uh, a heartbreaker down there. And, uh, Tennis, uh, the the boys and girls teams did really well. They they were very competitive, and of course, you know the biggest story of the spring is Alyssa Navoa, who you had on last week, playing for the uh, state championship in individuals for girls tennis. And um, you know we're hoping that she's going to make the same the same run next year, and uh, and bring home the big uh, the big trophy for us. 
Excellent. Uh, just another excellent spring for Apopka High School Athletics, and uh, thank you for sharing sharing about it with us. And um, yeah, thank you for the connection to Alyssa Navoa and, and, her, and her mother Leslie. We had them on last week, and it was uh, it was great to hear their their insights. And it's pretty obvious why Alyssa's had the success that she has, and um, with just her attitude and her approach to the game and, and improving and being the best that she can be. And as you know, she's already got a high high goal set for next year. Absolutely, and you know she's a competitor. I think uh, you could see it in her eyes when when she doesn't win, uh, it, it doesn't leave a good settling feeling for her, and, and she wants to go out and get better at whatever it is that she didn't do so well in that match. So, um, I think she's going to use that to fuel her over the next you know eight to eight to ten months until we get to the state series next year, and and you know as a senior in high school, she'll be able to to represent the community and. And like I said, hopefully bring home that big trophy. And of course, uh, spring football it, it's, it's still it's going on right now. And uh, Apopka's, can you share a little bit about Apopka's spring game with us? Absolutely. So uh, spring practices the first, and we've had a couple of days that have been a little bit problematic because of weather over the last week. But um, I think gives Jeff and the guys an opportunity to get out there, see what the uh, the sub-varsity talent was from the fall that they didn't get a really good look at and, and hopefully get a pretty good idea of what kind of work they need to put in over the summer. We are going to be traveling on Thursday, May 25th, kicking off at 7 o'clock to play against the Tigers. And uh, hopefully, you know, in a competition-type setting, we might be able to see where we're at right now versus where we were when we finished up on December 17th. No, it's great. A, a full, uh, it's just great to see all the, first of all, all the various sports that young people are participating in um, at Apopka High School and throughout throughout Florida and uh, all the success that our ball players and our coaches are having. We're speaking with Athletic Director Aaron Crawford right now. And Coach, you know, I was just thinking um, – before you came on, it didn't seem like too long ago that you were here in the studio with me, and you know, you know in the days before school started and the football season started, and um, you know, now you're you're almost have a whole year. Your first year as athletic director at Apopka High School under your belt. Can you just share a little bit about uh, how things uh, went from your perspective the first year? I think it's been a great year. I think that anytime you have new leadership come in, you, you don't know how people are going to react. And, uh, and I feel like I've built some really good relationships with the coaching staff and, and the, uh, the administration at the school. And uh, going into this first summer where I have an opportunity to kind of focus on the business side of things, uh, myself and my assistant athletic director, Jordan Walker, are going to be looking at getting some, uh, some sponsorships or some partnerships out in the community, uh, get some businesses to, to kind of buy banners around the, the stadium to make it look look the part of a, of a state championship program and use the funds that we generate from that to put right back into the facilities and the equipment for the kids. That's, that's kind of the big thing for me. But um, overall, I would say we had a really good year. Um, I think with, with a growth mindset, with any, with any good athletic program, better kind of going back to, you know, the Alyssa Navoa mentality is you want to get better. And there's plenty of room for improvement. I think in the Metro Conference, I want to say we're probably 
the fourth or fifth best team out of 11 teams on the west side of the Metro Conference. And, and the goal would be for next year to be in that top three. And then uh, in the year after that, try to be in the top two. Uh, and, and we're in a very difficult side of the Metro Conference. Uh, we've got some powerhouses in baseball, softball, volleyball, water polo, and football right on the west side of town. And, you know, we don't get a night off. You know, our kids, our kids have to bring their A game on a nightly basis in order to compete and, and to defend kind of the honor of being an Apopka Blue Darter. Thank you for great insights and, and overview. And um, it's got a couple of minutes before our next break. I'd just like to ask you, can you talk a bit about uh, you were a coach, obviously, before becoming athletic director. And, of course, your father was a, had a long career as a, a baseball coach, successful baseball coach. Can you just talk about, you know, what, how, what led you into, into coaching and, and the influence of your father and, and, and a little bit about his career? Well, yeah, I grew up as a, as a field and a gym rat. Um, uh, getting out to the field and, and being in the gym gave me an opportunity to spend some time with my dad and, and my brother. And, um, growing up, we played everything that, that we could. And, uh, and he was supportive of us, whether he coached us directly or, or just kind of introduced us to our coaches. Um, and kind of led me down a path that Eventually, uh, they, they tried to talk me out of getting into public education because both my mom and my dad were teachers uh, for their entire careers. And, and, uh, and they said, yeah, I'm sure there's something better that you want to do with your life. And so I went the route of hospitality management, and, and I did that for about four years before I got into education. And months of me teaching at Eastridge High School, I was asked to, to coach soccer because the, uh, the current or the athletic director that was at Eastridge was my was my former soccer coach at, at South Lake High School, and uh, yeah, I couldn't tell him no. And once once he got me out there on the field with a whistle in my mouth, I couldn't turn back. And and I I, I took the opportunity to influence student athletes one step further, and and kind of saw a potential for me to make a difference in some coaches as well and be a resource to coaches and, and making sure that they had all the tools that they needed to impact the kids' lives and, and uh, represent the community that, that we were in. So um, that's how I had some really good leadership from not just my dad, but, but also uh, Trish Highland, who was a former county athletic director in OCPS, and um, Lance Walsworth, who was the athletic director at Eastridge and Scott Wood, who was uh, an athletic director at Eastridge as well, really guided me down a path of, of how to do things the right way. And, and, of course, having a good network of people like Russell Wombles and, and Andy Childs really helped me and shape kind of my philosophy of how to run an athletic department. No, well, thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that background with us. And uh, you know, congratulations on a successful first year at Apopka High School as athletic director. And, Coach, um, we're going to go to our next break. When we come back, we look forward to speaking with Melvin Jones, uh, who most recently has been elected to the Central Florida Football Officials Hall of Fame. Of course, he's a former outstanding Blue Darter quarterback. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central, sponsored by Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando. It's Blue Darter Sports Central.
Garter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams is brought to you by Community Health Centers, Florida Dora Solutions, Topaz Clinical Research, and Burn Fat Orlando Dr. Patrick St. Germain. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up on Blue Darter Sports Central. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. Right at home furniture, luxury brands at outlet pricing. Very unique to offer such elegance at great value. They provide the personal touch that's so hard to find at the big box stores. Come see their intimate and elegant store combined with a vast selection of contemporary brands. Buy off the floor and have it delivered immediately. Impress your guests with a luxurious home without spending luxury prices. Visit Right at Home Furniture today in Altamont Springs. That's rightathomefurniture.com. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency, too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash, free to Salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. During Staples Small Business Deal Days, find new deals in store each week. Plus, rewards members get $30 back in rewards when they spend $100 or more. Rewards offer ends May 13th, limit one. Redeemable in store only. Save big for your business at Staples. Answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Friends, welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. We're glad you're joining us tonight as we ease into a, another wonderful Friday evening. Of course, it's Mother's Day weekend as well. I want to um, want to give a big shout out and thank you to all the the mothers out there who make our lives and our country and our world so much better. I in just a moment we'll look forward to being joined by our next guest. Before we go to him, of course, I want to let you know that Blue Darter Sports Central is a program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ball players, coaches, and alumni. It's all presented by Florida Door Solutions and by Community Health Centers of Central Florida. Community Health Centers of Central Florida were founded in 1972, and since that time, they have served the citizens of Central Florida with quality, affordable health care, now with 15 locations throughout Central Florida. Our next guest is a, literally a historic figure in Apopka 
high school sports and football history. He was the starting quarterback for the 1978, uh, the famed 1978 team coached by Coach Chip Gerke. They were Apopka's very first district championship football team. He most recently has been inducted. He's making uh, history once again because soon he will be inducted into the Central Florida Football Officials Hall of Fame. And he's also, if I'm not mistaken, the first starting African-American quarterback for Apopka High School. I'm talking, of course, I can only talk to be talking about our friend Melvin Jones. Melvin, thanks for joining us. Hey, Roger. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Doing great. Been great to catch up with you. And first of all, let yeah, me congratulate yeah. you on this most recent honor. Congratulations. I oh, know you've, yeah, you've uh, dedicated uh, much of your life, many hours, a lot of hard work, and a lot of great officiating uh, on behalf of the game of football. And, and congratulate you for being now recognized as a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, thank you very much, Roger. Thank you very much. I'm I'm, I'm honored to uh, be selected, and I guess I'll be inducted on um, on uh, May 20th of next week um, in, into the Central Florida Officials Association Hall of Fame. No, that that's outstanding. And, and can you talk about a little bit about the criteria and and you know um, how you came to be selected and and things like that. Well, uh, the, the criteria. Uh, I don't really know much about the criteria. Uh, I guess it's just being a um, you know good official, um, knowing the craft, studying the game, um, getting good report from coaches and also players, and just uh, you know putting your time in and 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 being a good you know good official. Now, how long have you been uh, officiating football games? Uh, I've been officiating high school football games about twenty years now. Uh, I started out in on the Pot Warner level, um, just doing the uh, youth youth sports and uh, all around uh, Central Florida. Here. Oh, that, that that's great! And um, can you talk about what what uh, led you to you know, to want to be an official, and um, you know, and why have you devoted so much of your of your your time and your life to it? Um, I just love the game of football, and uh, you know, uh, since I didn't uh, make it in the uh, professional level, I still I still want to be around the sport and. And just enjoy the. Uh, I live for Friday nights. I love Friday nights, and, and I get to see. I have gotten to see um, a lot of great athletes on their way up into the uh, you know, professional level. So I'm, you know, um, great college players. I mean, I've uh, I've um, come in contact with uh, very, very, very many players. No, no, absolutely. It's a you know, passion and, and enthusiasm, just like you, like you had as a player. Now, I suspect that having played the, the quarterback position is probably helpful uh, as an official. Can you talk about that aspect, about your experience as a player uh, and, and how it relates to being an official? Oh, uh, well, playing the quarterback position is, uh, I mean, is it, it, very, very, um, um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, we're here. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, playing the quarterback position is very, is very responsible. Um, I mean, uh, Chip Gerke, I was one of his uh, first quarterbacks, and, uh, and just like you say, I was the first African American <clears throat> quarterback at Apopka High School that started all the games. And um, it builds your confidence and uh, makes you a better person. Uh, you know, playing quarterback, and you, you know, you you're like another coach out on the field. So it's just like, uh, and when you when you're officiating, you already know the game, so. You see, you see the game, so it comes right. It just comes right to you real easy. 
Yeah, and I know you have a passion for the game as well as a you know, great ability. You know, back in your playing days, I enjoyed watching you as a player on that historic '78 team. And then I don't know if you remember this. Remember, um, yeah, I was trying out for that semi-pro team that, that you were on back, back in the way back in the day. You know, I didn't even know you was out there at that time, Roger. Um, I just happened to throw the ball down the field. And I said, Who, I think I know him. And I, I throwing the ball down the field, and you caught the ball. I like, are you Roger Williams? <laughs> it was great to see you out there, man, playing and everything. Yeah, and, well, I was uh, the one catching all those balls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you were catching the balls. I was like, oh, I think I know him. Yeah. I, no, I, I had what uh, I think might be termed a deceptive speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I, I'm still around the game of football. As a matter of fact, um, I got uh, chosen. Well, I'm on a crew of guys that uh, got chosen to uh, officiate. I'm here in Jacksonville right now. The uh, high school girls um, flag football championship that's going on here in Jacksonville this weekend. No, no, that that that's outstanding. That that's great. And and I, I, while you're joining us, and feel free, uh, got about four minutes left. Feel free to share anything else you'd like to talk about about officiating. But um, I'd love to hear just a word or two about the '78 team because I yeah, actually I want to plan a show. I'll be in touch with you about that on that specific team. I want to do specifically a show okay. devoted to the 1978. Blue Daughter football team because okay. you guys were truly an historic team. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know this history, but you guys turned around. Uh, you know, many many losing seasons um, we yeah, had over about the before, previous fifteen years. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, year before that, uh, I think we were like uh, we were zero and ten. And Chip Gerke, uh he had all of us on the junior varsity, and um, so we scrimmaged the varsity one day, and uh, he said, "Man." I'm going to bring all these uh, guys up to varsity with me next year. So we all came up and played uh, 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 Doug Kellum. He ended up playing for the uh, Florida Gators. Cedric Anderson, I used to throw to him. Uh, uh, he went uh, He went to the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. And uh, Greg Thompson, uh, he, he ended up being a Florida State wide receiver. Chris Murray, uh, Chris Murray went on to play at uh, Virginia Military. And it's just a whole lot of players, great players on that team. Yeah, Eddie, and, Eddie Williams, um, Miami, yep. Yeah, Eddie Williams, Miami, Miami Hurricanes. Yes, yes, that's right. So it was a lot of great. It was great to play with those guys. And um, and once again, can you talk a little bit about about your um, your your philosophy of officiating? Because uh, yeah, I think one of the reasons that, that that I'm glad to see you recognized for this honor because I know that you're an outstanding official. Um, you know, you know, like anything else, they're they're excellent. Officials and there's some that aren't so great. Uh, what what is it? Uh, talks about your philosophy and what what do you think are the reasons that that you've had the success that you've had? Um, first of all, is uh, my, my testing out. Um, I don't I don't score less than a 95 on a test every every single year. So I study I study the uh, game and um, the, the state recognizes that also. You can go back and pull my records up. The state pull your records up and they they know who studies and they they know who. They want to put out on the field. Also, my uh, my peers, um, they pick me uh, to you know to be with them, and uh, it's just the camaraderie that we have. And coaches, the coaches, when you meet the coaches, um, they always say, "Bring Melvin back, bring him back on this crew, bring him back on this game, put Melvin on that game." And uh, it just um, getting getting the um, report from the coaches and. The, 80s all around Central Florida. No, I, I think that's um, 
that, that's great. And, and, I, and I, once again, I think it comes back from your passion and your, your sense of fairness and, and, um, your professionalism, you know, because, yes, you know, because not a lot of, you know, not a lot of coaches and um, always have a great relationship with officials or you know, officials don't always have a great relationship with coaches. But I think the to me, that's the, the, the most important thing, um, you know, about your career is that you're, you're highly respected by the coaches because uh, they know that you're far impartial and fair and, and, you, and you know what what you're doing. And um, and, and, and you're prepared, as you said, you're, you're prepared. Oh yeah, I had some nights with the coaches now. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, they'll, they'll get in your face, and they, they you know, they try. Everybody's trying to win the game, and but you know, afterwards, a lot of coaches they email me. Uh, they'll say, "Hey, man, I'm sorry about what I did last night." Well, you know, that's why I threw the flag on No, that's great. What well, it's great that you've got that the background that you do, um, and and you've got the confidence because you you know you're what you're doing, and you're doing it for the right reasons. Well, Melvin, yes, it's sir. great to catch up with you for a few minutes. Uh, congratulations on, on a huge okay. honor, and you, you know, once again, right. another Blue Dart alumni uh, making a making a Popka High School proud. Thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Melvin Jones, about to be inducted into the Central Florida Football Officials Hall of Fame. Of course, former starting quarterback at Apopka, and as you heard, starting quarterback of Chip Gerke's famed 1978 team, Apopka's first district championship team. Well, friends, it's been great to join us tonight. Have you joining us tonight? It's been great to be with you. I encourage you to stick around at 8 p.m. for Charlie Kirk. And I want to say thank you to our guests and our sponsors. I hope that all of you will have a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. Get- AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, WORF. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.